Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 7 Super Sleuths in the Sugar Islands by E.M. Clark Read by Lexi Chapter 2 Port Royal and Jacoby Jones After a long journey aboard the Challenger with Nika and the Navigators, the sleuths finally heard the sound they'd been waiting for. Land ahoy! came the cry from the crow's nest. They were arriving into Port Royal, the hub of the Sugar Islands. The sleuths rushed to the prow of the boat to gaze at the amazing harbour with its huge stone walls. There were two sides to it, the Sun Bastion and the Moon Bastion. The scale of the harbour dwarfed anything they'd seen before, and they stared open-mouthed as they sailed within its shelter. Look at the height of the walls, said Milo, gazing with admiration at the massive stone fortifications. What about the thickness? added Sav excitedly. You could walk along the top. They must be metres wide. Someone wanted to defend themselves from here, all right, grinned Sam. Tell us more about Port Royal, Sophie asked Nika. It looks absolutely ancient. Yes, it's pretty old, smiled Nika. It survived the loss of the old world, but it was viciously fought over during the old times. The English gave it the name Port Royal, and for many years they and the Dutch used it as a base to prey on ships from Spain. Spain was the biggest power back then, and their ships transported treasure. Treasure, Zav's eyes gleamed. The mystery we've come to solve is about Spain, right? remarked Zeli. Yes, it is, Nika replied. There are many relics of Spain in the Sugar Islands, but Port Royal was a melting pot for folks from all over the old world. A bit like a bigger red port, she added, referring to the town near their base in Red Cove. The most important thing to remember about Port Royal is that it was badly affected by a tsunami. What's a tsunami? asked Milo. A tidal wave caused by an earthquake under the sea. The one I'm talking about happened in 1692. The tsunami itself was incredibly powerful and killed a lot of people. But what made its impact even worse was the fact that Port Royal was built entirely on sand. The sand became liquid sludge, just like quicksand. So the buildings which had survived the initial tidal wave simply slid into it and disappeared. The sleuth looked shocked. How horrible, Sophie murmured. Is it safe nowadays or should we base our camp aboard ship? She asked. No, don't worry, we'll be fine on land, Nika reassured her. This happened a long time ago and the buildings are much more stable nowadays. But you will need local guides when you go anywhere by sea, as there are still many dangerous areas of quicksand, as well as areas of shallow water which appear out of nowhere and can ground your boat like that. She snapped her fingers. Like I told you, the Sugar Islands have a reputation for being dangerous, so stay with me. It's not as safe as our waters in Sandlandia. The most dangerous place is called the Ship Swallower. Quicksand and shallow water. It's littered with shipwrecks. The sleuths needed no second telling as they had all seen a small amount of quicksand before and knew how quickly boats and people could sink. But enough grim warnings, Nika said cheerfully. 
As long as you're careful, you'll be fine. Did I tell you about the Sugar Island pirates who were so wild that even their parrots drank the ale? Their parrots would get drunk, repeated Zav in astonishment. Yes, indeed, replied Nika. The sleuths burst out laughing while Anna and Damaria twittered in outrage from Selly and Sophie's shoulders. I don't think our parrots will be drinking the ale, declared Zelly and Sophie together. There was also a famous monkey, said Nika, looking at Rafa, who, as usual, was clinging to Zav. The pirate Blackbeard called him Jefferson. I bet Jefferson wasn't as clever as Rafa, said Zav loyally, and Rafa gave him a hug, followed by an affectionate pat on the head. What else can you tell us about this place? asked Milo. Well, Port Royal was the largest port for a while, and was very rich due to the sugar trade. The pirates here were called buccaneers, and they were allowed to legally attack the Spanish ships. There are still lots of independent ships and pirates descended from these buccaneers. I've noticed that all the ships have figureheads, said Sophie. Yeah, well spotted, said Nika. In fact, they called the ships here wooden ladies because of all the figureheads on them. The sleuths gazed at the bustling scene, drinking it all in. It was the busiest harbour they'd ever seen, but Nika was completely at home there. The harbour master Tom Collins gave them a berth and they drew up neatly to the dock. The Flying Dutchman is in port, I see, said Nika. The captain is Jacob Van Horn. He's an amazing fellow. We should talk to him. He's too old for dives, but his local knowledge is fantastic. It looks like a fast ship, said Sam appreciatively, looking in the direction Nika was pointing. Yep, the fast is in these waters. Wasn't the Flying Dutchman the name of the ship with the smuggler's gold? asked Sally, referring to another adventure the sleuths had found themselves in. Yes, long ago. There were always a few with that name, as the Dutch were famous traders in the old times. Right, let's go shopping whilst Darius and the crew get the cargo organised. Do we have to come? asked Sav, looking reluctant. I don't really like shopping. Don't worry, you'll like this kind of shopping grinned Anika. I'm going to show you one of the secrets of the Sugar Islands. The sleuths grinned. Nika always had exciting things to show them. They wandered together onto the quay with Rafa clutching Zav's shoulder and the parrots enjoying flying around exploring a new place. This is a big port, said Sam. Yeah, the biggest we've seen, replied Milo. Nika stopped in front of a shop. Behold, she cried, the sweet shops of the Sugar Islands are world famous and this is the best. The shop was called the Sugar Stick, with a red and white candy cane outside the door. In the window were all sorts of strange things. Absolutely everything is made of sugar, explained Nika. Wow, so it's all edible? asked Sam. Yup. There are loads of these shops, declared Sophie, looking down the street. They were all very old buildings with tiny panes of glass in the windows. The buildings are like the ones in Redport, commented Milo. Let's go inside, cried Sam. Rafa's going mad for the sugar, said Sav, holding the chattering monkey firmly. I'd better stay outside with him or he'll grab everything in sight. The others laughed. They all knew how greedy the little monkey could be. I'll stay with him, said Nika. You go in and explore. Rafa was not pleased to be handed into Nika's firm grip, and he wriggled and chatted in annoyance. No, Rafa, said Zav, behave. Look, he's sulking, said Milo, and indeed the little monkey did look like a naughty child as he crossed his arms huffily, turning his little face away in outrage. 
I'm sure he'll cheer up when I bring him some sweets, said Zav, and the others laughed. Once inside the sugar stick, the sleuths could not believe their eyes. Look at the labels, gasped Zelly. Sherbet fountains, licorice, hard gums, gobstoppers, cherry lips. Gobstoppers for me, cried Sam gleefully. Everyone made their choices and paid for their treats. Rafa was given a sherbet fountain, much to his delight. He then amused them all by spilling the sherbet onto himself and licking it all off his fur with relish. He's died and gone to heaven, laughed Zav. Right, next up, smugglers in, said Nika, and she led them to an old inn up a winding street. Captain Van Horn had gone, but a message was waiting for them. Jacoby Jones, the governor, has sent a message inviting us to dinner this evening, exclaimed Zav. Good, said Nika, he has an excellent cook. We'd better have a wash in which case, said Zelly with a grin. Speak for yourself, retorted Zav, I'm fresh as a daisy. One that was picked last summer, muttered Sam with a wink. They all guffawed and Rafa pinched his nose with his fingers, pretending to faint from the stench. That evening, they arrived at Government House where the governor, Jacoby Jones, lived. White and pink columns stretched upward, connected by long verandas and large lawns. It's like the Palace of the Flowers in Sandopolis, said Sophie, referring to where Princess Richenda and Prince Hector lived. Once inside, they found that it was just as grand. This is a really rich place, whispered Zelly. Whoa, said Sam, when he saw the table set out with food. A feast! The tradition is to help yourselves, explained Nika. Here in the Sugar Islands, we don't sit at tables. Rafa found the sight of the food too much and bounded up to one of the tables, chattering with excitement. He attacked a plate of melon, stuffing juicy chunks into his mouth with glee. Rafa, stop, cried Zav. I'm ashamed of you. The little monkey looked up at him with his melting brown eyes, melon juice trickling down his chin, and Zav promptly forgot he was cross with him at all. Let's take some food and eat it away from the tables, suggested Sophie. Rafa should calm down if he's out of the way of temptation. I'll get him some pineapple, said Zav, he loves that. They loaded their plates with the delicious food and sat on balustrading, overlooking first the gardens and then the sea, stretching out to meet the sky. There were lots of other people wandering around the grounds, chatting and nibbling at the delicious food. The governor invites people to eat here so we can find out what's going on, explained Nika. There are so many ships that dock here, there's always plenty of news. Who are those people? asked Zelly, pointing out two people clad in dark cloaks who were whispering together and staring at the people milling around them. They're called Arvin and Silvana, said Nika. They arrived in Port Royal a few years ago. I don't know much about them, to be honest. They do not look trustworthy, pronounced Zelly. Trust you to hit the nail on the head, Zelly, smiled Nika, well spotted. They're certainly rich, but no one knows how they made their money, so they're seen as rather suspicious. The sleuths raised their eyebrows. That was interesting. I think they're watching us said Milo quietly. And he was right. Arvin and Silvana were looking at the children intently. It was very unsettling. I wonder why, asked Sophie, puzzled. Anna and Damaria, whispered Sally to the parrots, go and eavesdrop on Arvin and Silvana. The two parrots cheaped their agreement and flew off, perching themselves in a beautiful tree just above the sinister couple. 
Everyone, pretend we haven't noticed and carry on as normal, said Sam. As they continued to try the delicious dishes, a tall man with a sandy mop of hair strode over to them. Nika stood up to greet him. Captain Jacob Van Horn, she cried, slapping him on the shoulder. Nika the navigator, the captain replied with a grin, and these must be your friends. He shook hands with all the sleuths, but seemed reluctant to talk more in public. Come to see me tomorrow, he said in a low voice. This is not the place to discuss private matters. The walls have ears, piped up Zav knowingly. Indeed, agreed the captain with a twinkle. And those people are watching us, hissed Milo. Arvin and Silvana. In league with pirates, probably, added Zelly, her eyes narrowed. The captain raised his eyebrows. You're right, Nika, he said approvingly. I am impressed. Not much gets past this lot, Nika smiled. Until tomorrow then, the captain said, and he slipped away into the crowd. As he moved away, Anna and Demaria came fluttering back to the group. Mistress, Anna twittered, they do know who you are. The sleuth stared at the two birds in shock. We heard them say they will be reporting back to Vinicius and the Black Cross gang that you sleuths are here in the Sugar Islands, added Demaria. Vile Vinicius, the children chorused in horror. Not him again, groaned Zav. He really is our nemesis. I knew they were in league with pirates, cried Zelly. I just knew it. There is something else, chirped Anna. They mentioned that they were plotting to break into somewhere called Japunga. This time it was Nika's turn to look horrified. Japunga is the navigator's top secret base, she gasped. How have they found out about it? And how dare they plot to break in? They must be stopped. And she looked very grim indeed. The sleuths looked at each other, worried. I can't believe the Black Cross gang are involved again, said Milo. I can believe it, replied Zav. Well, we've beaten them many times before, so I'm sure we will this time, declared Sam confidently. I hope so, said Sophie in a quiet voice. Of course you will, me hardies said Nika cheerfully, all her previous anger forgotten. After all, you're the famous super sleuths. Even the governor has heard of you. The children smiled weakly. In fact, speaking of the governor, it's time for you all to be introduced, she declared, and she promptly led them up to a small platform where an old man sat looking out over the crowd of people. He had white hair, but his eyes were keen as he shook them each by the hand. Welcome to Port Royal, he said, getting straight to the point. I'd like you to work with the Merryvilles to find the treasure. The sleuth nodded, listening carefully. We need money to improve the port so this treasure could be very useful, Governor Jones continued. And King Lucio tells me you're good at finding buried treasure, he added with a smile. But he said, his smile disappearing as quickly as it had come. Be wary here. There are many people who come into port who are not to be trusted. Another warning. The children would have been astonished at how many times they'd been told to be careful here in the Sugar Islands, until they'd found out that the Black Cross Gang and Vile Vinicius were snooping around. The Governor, Nika, and Captain Van Horn had all been right. They would need to be on their guard. Lara and Marmaduke get back from their voyage today, the governor continued. 
So I've arranged with Nika for y'all to meet tomorrow. They'll teach you to scuba dive, which is an essential skill if you want to find sunken treasure. I know you young people will enjoy being together, and you're the best chance we have of finding that treasure. Good luck. Then they were dismissed with a wave of his wrinkled hand. What's scuba diving? asked Sam curiously. It's a skill from the old times, explained Nika. It was last, but we've learned how to do it again. It means you can breathe underwater. The sleuth gaped at her in astonishment. Lara and Marmaduke are experts with the equipment, so we'll be able to teach you to dive deep into the sea to find sunken ships. Wow, that sounds cool, declared Milo. He was the best swimmer of all the sleuths and could already free dive. I can't wait. We have to see Captain Van Horn tomorrow as well, said Sophie. It'll be a busy day and we'd better stay one step ahead of those pesky pirates. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 3, The Merryvilles. Help spread the word about the Super Sleuths and their adventures by telling your friends and leaving us a review. See you next time!